Hey rock and rollers, welcome back to the show. This is Carlos GGS from Guitar God Secrets with the secrets that you need to know. And today what we're going to talk about is some of the, I guess you call them insider secrets that every guitarist should know about being a guitarist and being a performing guitarist. Now if you're just playing in your bedroom, that's cool. You know, have a good rack of equipment like I do and decide what you want to do with that. If you want to just play for your own enjoyment or to collect or whatever it may be, that's your gig, baby. But you know what? I think so many of us that play guitar just long for and hunger for getting on the stage and playing for people. Now, yeah, it's a bit of an ego stroke. It's also a bit of a, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't call it narcissistic, but I'd call it self-centered approach to it. But you know what? That's what got those guys out there in the first place. And that's what might get you to where you want to go. Because frankly, the best way to get better as a guitarist is to perform in front of people and for people. Now, a lot of guys believe that talent is enough, right? That's all you need. If you're a talented guitarist, you're going to make it. You're going to go to the top, baby. But there's very few that actually do that sort of thing. There's very very few that actually did. Now, you can be one of the lucky people like Eddie Van Halen who can totally change the course of guitar history, you know, like him or Jimi Hendrix or uh, John Petrucci. But you know what? The reality is that having the best, the fastest speed, the uh, the best scales, the every all that stuff, the killer chops, it doesn't really impress anybody but maybe another guitarist. Not the people that are going to hire you to work on their records or buy the music that you put out. So talent is important, of course. you got to have that to start. But if you want to make it far, you got to have more than that. So let's talk about a few of them. I'm going to give you, well, I'm going to give you at least 10, but we'll We'll see if we can go further today. First of all, nobody likes a dick. Okay, here's a, a big reality check. You know, most musicians don't care whether or not you're the next big thing. There are so many guitarists out there that just stifle themselves because they were kind of a jerk. You know, there's so many artists that did this as well. Nobody is beyond being kicked out of the band. Okay, I look recently at the. Uh, the drama within Queensryche and how Jeff uh, Jeff Tate got himself kicked out for his fairly—I mean, if things are true with what they said—some pretty appalling behavior. And that's the thing you got to remember: is that you got to have somebody with a good attitude as well as being able to play right. All right, most of your time is not going to be on stage; it's going to be off stage, working with your bandmates and practicing with them. So you got to be a—you got to be a reasonably cool dude. The second one is you've got to have your own sound. Now you got to play like yourself. One of the things I learned early on was I didn't want to sound like the guitarists that I was playing. I mean, I wanted to be able to play what they played, but ultimately it would just make, you know, people would listen to me and say, hey, dude, you sound just like Ingve. You know, and then the, that would be like your nickname, Ingve. And I think even my bandmates used to use that one on me because I was so into Ingve Melmsteen way back in the early days. But you know what? After a while, you realize it doesn't matter. And I realized how much more important it was to throw a little blues in there. So when you're playing your favorite Stevie Ray Vaughan, your Eddie Van Halen, whatever guitarist you admire the most, keep it in mind that you don't want to always play to sound like them. You got to sound like you. So when I practice and when I practice the songs, most of the time, if I, um, I have an inkling of how the guitar solo goes, I still like to go off and do my own tangents, and that makes it more distinctly me. And I encourage you to do that. Make sure you're breaking the rules in your own way, but sound like you. Third one I want to talk about is, you know what? Your timing, your sense of timing, is probably your most important asset. And this is one that guitarists are particularly guilty of. 
you got to have great feel. And by feel, I mean you got to be able to really um, hook in with the rhythm, with the bassist, with the drummer, and just work it and stay on time and not push the beat. There's uh, if you're not familiar with some of these terms, you know, there's the ability to play slightly ahead of the beat or behind the beat. And if anything, you want to be slightly behind. You definitely don't want to go ahead, which is called pushing the beat. But that's that's one of those things you learn about when you play a lot and you play a lot with hopefully a good live drummer or live musician. Listen to those guys that just know how to how to get in good time and have that feel of a good rhythmic tune. One of the guitarists I really admire is uh, Nuno Betancourt because he can play that funk in his playing and that gives his guitar playing a whole new edge, a great feel that makes you want to listen to him. Whereas if you play a little bit like a robot, you know that's why drum machines are so hated, you want that little variation in playing to make it feel good. But ultimately, you got to have good timing. Now you also got to listen. You got to listen to the people that you're working with, the other musicians. And one of the best rules I ever heard was, you're going to be popular if you always make the other musicians in the band sound better. That's your job in the band. It's not to get up there and play a wailing guitar solo that impresses everybody. It's to make the rest of the band sound better. So don't get, you know, if somebody else is playing a solo, maybe there's a keyboard solo going on in the band, you don't want to get in the way with that. you got to react to what they're playing and let them have the limelight just as much as you. Kind of goes along with that don't be a dick thing, right? Remember that the song is the key. That's one of the biggest things that you got to remember is that the song is the most important thing. I forgot who told me about that. I think I read that in an article way, way back. The most important thing is that you're playing the song. Not that you're playing a great epic guitar solo. It's that you are really, really making the song the star, really. It's not even the band as much as it is the song that you're playing because that's what people are hearing and that's what people are focused on most. So remember that. That's your that's your focus. You don't want to be playing an Ingve solo over something uh, like a, a Rolling Stones cover, you, you, unless that's your point. But really, you got to know where things fit and not to put things in the wrong place. Another great rule for guitarists, especially when you're playing metal, is less is more. There's that saying, I think it's a Zen saying, that the uh, it's not the bars that really define a cage. It's the space between the bars. It's one of those things you're supposed to ponder and go, oh, dude, deep. <laughs> but it is true on a certain level. It's not the bars that make the cage. If they were wide enough, you could walk right through, and the bars would still be there, but you could still escape, and it's no longer a cage. That space is also applicable. There's another saying that says it's not the notes that make the song. It's the space between the notes. Knowing how to put in less sometimes is more. Knowing how to space things out, how to stretch it out, how to not play as many notes. Uh, a lot of people, this is basically the ultimate cliche, right? But how do you really know that? How do you really do that? And that's one of the things you have to practice at. Sometimes you have to be uh, basically sensitive to the rest of the band, like I was talking about, to be able to know that sometimes you don't have to play that much. Sometimes you don't have to um, chug a triplet Iron Maiden rhythm on every single chord. I find this very frequently in my playing. When I'm bored with a chord, what am I doing? I'm, I still keep hitting it in different ways to kind of emphasize it, and it's not always necessary. I should just sit there, let it sustain, and wait for the next chord change. And sometimes that's the kind of less is more that we need to do as guitarists. One of the most important 
techniques to have as a guitarist is good vibrato. You might have even heard this talked about as being great touch. And if you looked at interviews with B.B. King, who just recently passed away, or any of the great guitarists out there, one of the most essential things that defines them is kind of their fingerprint is their vibrato, how they how they use their wrist, how they use their fingers on the on the particular instrument, or even use the, the tremolo arm to give it a little bit of vibrato. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Some say that it, it takes them their whole life to get to the point where they have the kind of vibrato that they want. And it's tricky. It can be. You sometimes take it for granted as being an easy technique, especially bending a note and giving it vibrato. That's often very tricky. It's what gives a lot of notes on the guitar a, a vocal quality and why the guitar is so expressive. So take the time to figure out how to have great vibrato all right, with your fingers as much as possible. Another one is get your tone. Find your tone. It took me... I'd say at least two years to get a tone that I was really happy with. And even then, I'm still tweaking. Day by day, I still tweak things. I'll want a little bit more in a certain frequency range as soon as I get used to hearing my guitar. And then I'll go off and listen to a record. I'll think, wait a minute, why did that guy's guitar sound so different? The guy in uh, Whitesnake most recently, Doug Aldrich, uh, is a great guitarist, great pentatonic bluesy type player, very fast, uh, very well-rounded, and he has a very unique guitar sound. If you listen to the albums, what he did was he's bumped up a certain frequency of the guitar, and it's one of the bass frequencies, really. I'm wondering how that would actually get in the way with, other, with the actual bass guitar playing live, but it has a great sound on their most recent records, and you should listen to it because it's an example of how he's achieved a very unique tone and made it come through. So check that out. But get your sound together. Get that sound that you want and get it the right way with the right equipment. It's the most important thing to sounding the way you want to sound. Next tip for you is practice the stuff you don't know. This is kind of like one of those duh things, but we always fall into this trap as guitarists. I do even on my practice time. I have time that's devoted to playing songs. I have time that's devoted towards learning things. Most guitarists basically just play the things they know all the time because what? It's comforting. It's nice. It reassures you that you can play the guitar and you're not a total idiot. But at the same time, it's not stretching you. And you're avoiding the fact that you're basically ignoring that you don't really know everything. And you need to stretch out as a musician. You have to learn how to play the things you don't know. I know it's frightening. If It scares me sometimes when I crack open a new book or um, you know, I try out some Eric Johnson stuff and trying to see what I can play. So practicing is important. Make sure you take small chunks, just a few notes at a time, and then you connect them together to form the longer parts. And then you start out playing your new ideas that you have at a slow tempo. That's why you have the muscle memory, right? You'll notice that get certain songs just seem to play themselves, come out of your fingers after a while. Well, that's because it's automatic. And that's the stuff you've learned and relearned, and that's fine. But you still have to stretch out and challenge yourself. And as they say, always practice with a metronome so that you get a feel. Another great tip is learn a lot of musical melodies. Learn a lot of phrasings. And sometimes you'll notice this a lot, especially when you listen to a lot of guitar solos, that when they play live, a lot of guitarists go off and they'll just play something quirky. Like I remember when I went to see... God, I can't remember who this was, but uh, whoever it was played the uh, theme to the Pink Panther and just stuck it in his guitar solo. And it was just kind of quirky and weird, and everybody kind of nodded their head and went, oh, dude, that's cool. 
You know, it's those little things that you you noodle around and play with. And I do the same thing. I learned uh, <laughs> Flight of the Valkyries. I thought it was a great way to, uh, if I ever played live again, to, you know, open or close a guitar solo. It would be kind of cool and get everybody in that combative mood. Well, not an Apocalypse Now mood, but you know what I mean. Learning melodies is important. Even if it's nursery rhymes or figuring out the Pac-Man theme, whatever it is, learn those little things because they give you an idea of quirky melody construction and how they work and how you can make those sounds. It's fun. It's really interesting if you listen to a lot of the um, the catchy tunes out there, how many of them use things that you would never have thought of if you didn't sit down and actually learn it on the guitar to see how those notes were put together. So learn a lot of the melodies, not just things in songs, but things in totally wacky places like commercial ditties and uh, cartoon themes and whatever it may be. And the last tip I got for you today, I think it's a good one. Contrary to what a lot of people might say, taking lessons, that's right, going out and actually getting lessons from another guitarist or another music, somebody else who plays music, and listening to other styles of music that you don't listen to, well, that doesn't hurt you, all right? In, the, in fact, it will actually broaden you. It'll actually make you a more well-rounded player and a well-rounded guitarist and a well-rounded musician, hands down. And seeing a great teacher will inspire you and it'll help you develop your creativity. He'll show you things you didn't learn before or didn't know before. Watching a lot of YouTube videos can have that effect too. Just please don't troll the comments. That's such a horrible place to go. There's so much out there to be learned. I mean, I tell guys, you know, don't learn from just from me. Learn from other people too. Learn from your, you know, your, uh, your heroes, and then also learn from the guys that are playing local at your clubs. These guys are doing things too, and they're going to give you ideas. And those ideas turn into your musical vocabulary. So learn as much as you can. Well, I'm going to throw in one more, one more on the end of this thing. Learn as many songs as you can, completely, start to finish, top to bottom. It doesn't matter what style you're going to play in. It's easier if you know songs all the way through and learn them and get the feel for them and their construction. You know, where is the verse? Where is the chorus? Where is the bridge? Where is the solo? Where is a an intro? You know, how these things piece together and how they work together and why they work together. How do they pace? How do they fit with each other? Uh, it, all this stuff is so important, but really one of the most important ones is simply learning songs all the way through. I was always amazed that I was the only kid in my neighborhood of all these would-be guitarists who was learning songs start to finish, who could play them from start to finish. And I did this regularly as part of my practice so that I made sure I was doing that number one thing, which is playing songs. Even if I was copying another guitarist, I was still playing those damn songs. So there you go. This is Carlos GGS from Guitar God Secrets. I hope you've been enlightened a little bit with these important top 10 tips for guitarists. I think that it's really important we think beyond the instrument and into the bigger picture, especially if you're going to play live or however you're going to play the damn thing. Make sure you're doing the right things and never, ever say no to something. you got to be a yes man when it comes to the guitar. Play anything. Play everything. Play whatever makes you whatever moves you and whatever makes you a better musician. I'll be talking again soon. We'll be coming back again next week with more some cool more sort with some more cool stuff. And uh, oh, I'll just talk to you then. I'll leave it at that. But now, you know what you need to do? You need to go over to guitargodsecrets.com forward slash free video. That's guitargodsecrets.com forward slash free video and get your free number one practice hack. That's right. You got to play better, faster. And some of the things I told you here are important, but even more important is how to get the most out of that time, that little precious time you have 
with the instrument and your time to practice. Go on over to guitargodsecrets.com forward slash free video. We'll be talking again soon. This is Carlos GGS. Live to play, play to live. GuitarGodSecrets.com, Guitar God Secrets podcast, and YouTube content, and all content herein is copyright Morpheus Productions, LLC. Feel free to contact Carlos at Carlos at GuitarGodSecrets.com. We welcome your comments, suggestions, and questions, and your donations. Live to play, play to live.